Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, passed away on August 16th, 1977. Or did he? I'll leave that one for the conspiracy theorists to hash out. But what I do know is that a little more than six months earlier, our next Hall of Famer was born. The king was known to be kind of a wild child. And in his heyday, he was considered to be the most talented artist of his generation, and possibly all time. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a similar story about a wide receiver that because of these same things would end up earning the nickname Freak. Welcome to the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. Your host is Arnie Chapman. Football is his passion, and he wants you to come along with him to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board his DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step off our DeLorean, the date is February 13, 1977, and we are in Rand, West Virginia. You see, this is where our hero was born. And you are now taking part of Episode 4 of an eight-part series that is releasing every single day starting last Saturday up until August 4th the day of enshrinement. And like I said, these are shorter episodes, so it's not covering everything. Just a quick little biography and an overview of that particular Hall of Famer's career. But before I get started, I wanted to remind you to head to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and to make sure you mash that little subscribe button on your favorite podcast player choice so you get the hottest, freshest off the press episodes each and every week. I'd also appreciate if you gave me a little honest review of the show. It really goes a long way in helping me out and understand where I should be going with this thing, you know? But getting back to our Hall of Famer, this is our first of the modern era Hall of Famers for the 2018 class. His name is Randy Gene Moss. Now we're getting into the time where your uh, beloved host of the show grew up watching these guys. So it's kind of cool to see the guys that I grew up watching, unfortunately many times against my Lions, get inducted to the Hall of Fame so I can just sit back and remember all the great plays and, you know, having them on my fantasy teams and all that kind of thing. But let's get to this week's episode. Like I said, Rennie Moss, he went to uh, college at Marshall after some off-the-field issues with some other schools. So he didn't have the high college pedigree when he was coming out of school into the NFL. But still, he was considered for the 1997 Heisman. He would end up finishing fourth, but at the time, who can kind of blame him, you know? This was behind Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, and Charles Woodson. Now, I know Ryan Leaf didn't have that great of an NFL career, but at the time, he was seriously being considered as a number one overall pick. And let's just say the Colts were like, whew, that, was, that worked out. And although he did not win the Heisman Trophy that year, he still had taken the league and put everyone on notice. I mean, coming out of college, he was six foot four and about 200 pounds, but the dude ran four, two, five. 40-yard dash. I mean, that size, that that just should not happen. But he did. So he was bigger, faster. He was kind of lanky, so I wouldn't say he was stronger than everybody. But he had that high point capability of the ball over top of the defenders, unlike the league had possibly ever seen before. Now, he would end up beefing up a little bit and getting up to 210 pounds, or at least that's what the biography and the pro football media guide said. But still, size and the speed combination of which this individual had was maybe not unprecedented, but to wrap it up in the total package, 
was just not something that the, the league was ready to deal with. And although, like I said, they were not ready to deal with it, they also were not ready to deal with some of the, uh, let's say, issues that he had throughout college. So he kind of had a little bit of a bad rap. He would fall to the 21st overall pick to Minnesota in the first round in 1998. But he would end up becoming a wide receiver. Nay, nay, I, I say cornerback nightmare for the next 14 seasons. He, he was one of the greatest athletically gifted wide receivers of all time. Now, Jerry Rice, he's considered the GOAT, right? But a play down the field, I'm talking about like just one play tossing that ball down. I'm really not sure if there was any receiver that was feared as much as Randy Moss. And to kind of paint a picture of partially how he got his nickname and then also what his teammates thought of him, like straight out the gate, there was a story in an article that I saw from his rookie year that came from Robert Smith, who was a running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And at the time, he was like, you know, kind of a big stuff, and he was at the end of his contract. So there was always big talk about when is he going to get his new contract, what's it going to be, and that kind of thing. So I guess the story goes that he was on launch, and he was talking to his agent, and of course everyone thought, well, he's talking to agent, got to be talking about his contract. But no, his agent just wanted to ask him, what do you think about that Moss kid? And there's a quote that kind of summed up exactly how he felt, and it went as such. I don't know about him off the field, but if he stays healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Then he had another story, basically that kind of, I don't want to say solidified this, but spoke bounds and leaps about over everything that he thought about the potential of this individual. And instead of just trying to describe it to you, I'm going to tell you the story through Robert Smith's eyes. There's some quotes that he had through a Bleacher Report article, and they went as such. I saw something Moss did that first day, and I'll never forget it. It was like a 15-yard dig route, and I remember the speed which he had made that cut, how easily he separated and how quickly he was able to go up and snatch the ball out of the air, never losing a stride and getting upfield. It was something I had never seen athletically. I had been in the league five years at that point. I had seen Deion Sanders, and obviously I played with Chris Carter, and been on the same field as Jerry Rice. Just so many great players. Back in college, I was actually in a race at the same time with Carl Lewis. So I had seen a lot of great athletes. I had never seen anything like that. This was the best player, maybe the best athlete I had ever seen in person. End quote. Now sure, that's one person's perspective, and of course, I'm only looking up good things about Randy Moss. But that was like what everybody, I'm talking about all the videos I watched about him, they kept referring to his nickname. Now, this year, his rookie year, is when his team has decided, they're like, well, we're going to start calling this guy you know, Randy Moss, we're going to call him Freak. Basically, that's all you need to know. He's Freak. He's just a freak of nature. And in these different videos on YouTube and everything, all the different players, coaches, and other NFL people, they kept using that word Freak. And as a Lions fan, I'm telling you, man, I saw it firsthand. Well, on the TV, you know, but I saw it way too much. But as a fantasy football player, he was like the dude. And you wanted him on your team, especially that one year with the New England Patriots. And I have another quote from a wide receiver that I would say, you know, knows a little bit about catching the ball. Mr. Reggie Wayne. Man, when is such? In practice, we could see who we can moss. When we say, who can we moss? It was catching a deep route and jumping over the defensive back. Dude, even NFL players, his peers, and at the time, many of his wide receiver peers that were, you know, considered... Uh, more along their journey of becoming a Hall of Famer or that kind of thing. I mean, come on, man. There's a play that other wide receivers tried to do that was just the name, Moss. 
you got mossed, you know, or I mossed you. How many people could say that? Especially at that high of a level. Maybe like, you know, high schoolers saying, I mossed him. No, these are his peers and even the ones he looks up to saying, I mossed you. So if that doesn't tell you what his peers thought of him, then I don't know what will. But even his coaches kind of figured out, well, yeah, he's pretty good, I guess. You know, he's mossing everybody. They had a play that they called, and I'm using quotes here, Randy, go and get it. Now, it wasn't actually specifically called Randy, go and get it when I played Madden, but there was this thing, you know, just streak down the field. I would launch that ball way across the sky. Just basically, it was like Randy Moss is on the other end. Yeah, 99 overall. Toss it into his breadbasket and watch him jump above the defenders and let the computer take over the work. And there he goes and scores a touchdown. And speaking of touchdowns, kind of getting into the statistics side of things, he caught 10 or more touchdowns in nine of his seasons. And he had 1,000 yards in 10 of his seasons for an overall stat line of 982 receptions for 15,292 yards and 156 receiving touchdowns. I mean, that's impressive. He was third in receiving yards and second in receiving touchdowns at the time of his retirement. He's still second in touchdowns, but now he's fourth in receiving yards because Larry Fitzgerald has passed him, who is still an active player in the NFL. But let's go ahead and talk about the, I don't know, the dangerous weapon that he was. As a rookie, he broke a record for having the most receiving touchdowns of one season, and that was 17, which shattered the previous record of 13. So you're talking, this guy basically has almost 25% more touchdowns in his rookie year than the second place guy did. And then something that we all remember in the history of football, and we talked about this season previously, was the 2007 Patriots went to a 16-0 and record in the regular season. And this was highly contributed to having a one Mr. Randy Moss standing over on the side for Mr. Tom Brady to toss that ball to whom he would end up throwing 23 touchdowns to in that year and breaking Jerry Rice's record for having the most touchdown receptions in one year. So obviously because he you know broke the record for the most reception touchdowns in a year for a rookie, he would win the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1998. He would also win the NFL Rookie of the Year as overall rookie. He ended up being named to the All-Pro four different times, and he would go to the Pro Bowl for six different times. Then as far as a... Uh, you know, overall career accolade, he would be named to the NFL All-Decade Team of the 2000s. And to kind of sum it up, another quote is going to come from his teammate again, Robert Smith, and it went as such. He was like Mike Tyson. He'd beat you before you even faced him. I've never heard defensive players talk the way they talked about him. Wait, I shouldn't say that. There's one other player, and that was Barry Sanders. It's like they knew they were inadequate to perform the job they were supposed to do against those two. They just couldn't do it. There was no way athletically to get the job done, end quote. And that quote, his nickname, and all the statistics that he would end up getting, was the reason why he's the first wide receiver to become a first ballot Hall of Famer since the GOAT, Jerry Rice, back in 2010. And when you see him get inducted to the uh, enshrinement this next weekend, he is going to be presented by his son, Thaddeus Moss. So again, that was not his whole career. That was just a few highlights. And at some point in time, we're going to talk about all of these Hall of Famers and probably more length. But I wanted to get something in front of you before you're able to watch the Entramus so you have a little bit more understanding of the reason why these guys are being inducted this year. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Football History Dude and were able to gain some knowledge nuggets about one of the greatest wide receivers in league history. Tomorrow, 
I'm going to cover the career of Terrell Owens. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Football History Dude. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and head on over to thefootballhistorydude.com for the show notes and more information on the history of the NFL. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.